Welcome to the Scalability Podcast, your go-to resource for those who want to profitably grow your business beyond the limits of your personal time, energy, and skills. What's going on, everybody? Welcome back to another episode of the Scalability Podcast, and today I'm with my boy Stone Cold Steve Austin. Yes, sir. What's your actual, like, what do you like to be called, actually? Um, um, my full name is Steven Austin, but I go by Steve Austin, just because it's easy and it's like ringing a bell. Everyone kind of knows the name. If you're like in that older age group, you know, like the $6 million man, the bionic man, you know? And then if you're in the younger age group, you know, stone cold, right? You're busting down two beers, you're, you know, (laughs) stone cold stunner, all that good at 316. Yeah, dude, he was my favorite wrestler, man. (laughs) Yeah, so I kind of play off that, especially more lately, is because when I say Steve Austin, it rings a bell and people are like, oh, Steve Austin, you know? Mm-hmm. So lately I've just been going by Steve Austin. Mm. Yeah. So Steve Austin, he's a badass uh, wrestler, but <laughs> all right. So when I, when I walked in today, couldn't help but notice your outfit. Okay. Yeah. You, you look real good, by Thank the you. way. Thank like you. super good. Thank and you. you know, you know who I've been like following a lot lately who, and I just found out that he's dead and I'm like devastated because I've been watching all of his content. He talks about high value man, he, you know, like, I, I'm just like, whoa, like, I'm loving, like, everything that he's putting out, and then, like, when I saw your outfit, I was, like, thinking, I'm like, dude, this, this is what guy, Kevin Samuels. Kevin Samuels, what a legend. Dude, I'm so mad yeah. that he's, like, dead, and I'm watching it, like, I love that, you know, YouTube and, and all of, all the content that he put out, like, I love it now. Right. But, um, but, man, like, let's, let's learn about you, because, uh, number one, are you single? I am single right now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right, single yeah, right yeah. now. So, so <laughs> if there are any ladies watching, my boy is available. And, and it's so interesting too. How, how old are you? I'm 34 now. Yeah. 34. See, and, and Kevin Samuels talks about men in their prime at 35, right? 100%. And, and dude, like we we walked into a beautiful luxury building. Uh, my boy drives uh, RS5. Yep. And yeah. you got the uh, the Mustang. Supercharged '67 Mustang with all the goodies, you know. Mini Eleanor. <laughs> he's, he's he's over here slinging houses, real estate agent. Yep. I, I mean, I'm in the cars. I'm in he's, the fit, he's, he's I'm in, in the shape. Fitness. Yeah, I'm in the fitness. You know, for me, um, you know, those are some of my pillars. I like fashion. I like real estate. Um, I love helping helping people. You know, even if it's a short conversation in the gym, or even if I'm on the street, someone wants to chat it up about a car or a project, um, or just you know, real estate. I just love helping people, but yeah, no, those, those are the things I'm passionate about. Fashion, cars, real estate, and people. Man, yeah, yeah. man, oh man. Yeah. You know, and um, Kevin Samuels, like he, um, he, really, he really puts a lot of things into, um, I, I guess like he, he tells us what we don't want to hear. And, yeah. and a lot of times, like, I feel like I am the Kevin Samuels for people coming into small business, right? Okay. Yeah, Where yeah. when, you know, so Kevin Samuels, will, he'll just, like, tell you, like, what the facts are. And you, oh, yeah. You might not like to hear them. Yeah, well, yeah. But that's just what it is. And when right. I'm talking to, like, small business owners, like, how, how serious, like, let's say you meet somebody. And, okay. they're, and they're like, hey, what's up, Steve Austin? I'm a notary. Okay. And, and I'm a loan person. Yeah. And I do massage. Uh, and I do, and I do. And I do. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I've heard that a lot. You can't, you know, you either are a jack of all trades, um, a master of none, right? Or you're a specialist in one area. Um, but yeah, no, I've, I've, heard, I've heard a lot of people trying to do it all because maybe it sounds cool or maybe they saw it online and they're just focusing their energy in all these different places, right? So it's funny that you say that. Yeah, and, and look, here's the thing. As, as entrepreneurs, I think we're supposed to be jack of all trades but not jack of like all trades and different industries and different niches. Like in my right. business within Outsource Plug, I'm the jack of all trades, meaning I can do the billing, I can right. do the sales, I can do the marketing, I can do the operations, I can do like every single part in the business, I can do everything which makes me a jack of all trades within my business. Right. But most people take that, you know, they take that saying and then they're like, yeah, I know, I know a little bit about all these different types of businesses. Right, and right. The, the problem is that like you, you see people that never reach their potential. That's true. Yeah, no, I, I agree with that. And for me, I, I really want to touch on what you just said. 
knowing everything about your business is so important. Um, I mean, I know my business A through Z, and that's allowed me to recently start delegating some of this work to other people mm -hmm. and just um, making sure that I know each one of the roles in my business so I can properly delegate that to um, an employee. You know, and recently I just picked up uh, two VAs. It's not my first time having virtual assistants, mm -hmm. but I was one of those people that didn't know how to let go. I wanted to do everything because I just wanted it to be perfect, right? And I, I learned that I can't be everywhere at one time and I needed to start delegating some of this work to other people, right? So I, I knew first things first, I talked to my coach and that's something I wanna talk about a little later. Mm -hmm. And um, she just told me like, okay, Steven, you've grown so much, it's time for you to let go. You know your business A to Z. Now it's time to take some of those items, write them down and which items can you delegate and give to other people? Right, start leveraging in your business, right? So I, I you know, I wanted to touch on that because I think, you know, you're right. You should know exactly what's going on in your business through the back end. So when you are training people and when you do bring people on, you can say, okay, this person fits this role and they can do A, B, C. And then this person fits this role and they can do, um, you know, Y, Z, right? So th those are things that I've also um, think that's really important right now in my business. Yeah, absolutely. And so when you're when you're talking about that, right? First off, how many years have you been uh, in real estate? So I've been around real estate the majority of my whole life since I was a kid. My mom was a real estate agent. I've been a full time agent for five years. Mm -hmm. OK, full time. But I've been around the real estate industry industry since I was a kid. My dad had a full-time job at the Richmond Police Department, mm -hmm. and he owned multiple properties. We had about six rental properties at one point in uh, Pittsburgh, California. And um, so I was around real estate for a long time. So for me, I feel like real estate has always been a part of my life in one kind of fashion or another. Um, but full-time helping families, five years for me right now. Yeah. See, and this is like, in, so real estate is one of the industries where I think that there's a lot of, um, I don't know the word, but uh, you know, there's, there's a lot of mental hurdles that you have to oh, yeah. get over to start delegating because I think most real estate agents think that they are the only person who can do what they do at the quality or level that they do it. Right, that's not true. There's a lot of people out there uh, that are hungry and they wanna be successful in this industry um, and I, I agree with you on that. You just, you, you just can't think that no one else is doing what you're doing. Mm -hmm. But one thing I will say, and you, and you mentioned it, um, I think a couple days ago was, you know, not everyone knows a real estate agent, right? Mm -hmm. So if you're going around and wherever you go, you're making connections with people and letting them know what you do, mm -hmm. you're almost like your own billboard, right? Mm -hmm. So maybe there are other people doing what you do, mm -hmm. but it really comes down to the day-to-day -day actions. What are you doing? Are you handing out three business cards a day? Are you giving compliments while you're at the grocery store? If you see someone with cool shoes, tell them they got cool shoes, <laughs> you know? Start a conversation with yeah. them, right? If you see someone and they got a cool car or you just think that they're doing something that's interesting, you know, compliment them, you know, that'll make someone's day. And if you show a little interest in what someone else is doing, they're going to ask you what you do. And you say, well, I'm in real estate. And someone always has a questioning about real estate. They want to ask mm -hmm. you about the market, what's going on. So what's going to make you stand out from the other agents is just knowing your information, yeah. right? Knowing the data, knowing your market, knowing what's going on with, with the you know, rates and so forth. And then not only that, asking the right questions. And you might even talk to that person and they might know someone in their family that needs help from a real estate agent. And they, they don't know anyone, they don't know anyone they can trust. Yeah, they see people online, but they made a connection with you at Costco. They made a connection with you at the gas station. And they're like, you know what? I like this guy's personality because at the end of the day, you're seeing all these agents online. You don't really know how they are in person, yep. right? So one person can be one way online. And then when you meet them in person, you're like, whoa, <laughs> this is yeah. not the same person. <laughs> what, what, what you said earlier of like, you know, just, just talking to people and like, you know, complimenting them on their shoes or like whatever. Mm -hmm. uh, so my beautiful girlfriend who's like sitting in this room with us right now, she was at a coffee shop. I didn't meet her on Tinder or nothing. I just rolled up on her and we started talking about business and eventually that developed into a relationship. But like, you know, dude, like I, I've had so many, there's been so many times where I'll, I'll bump into somebody at a coffee shop right, or just right. like at random places and I'll do exactly what you said and I can tell you like I've converted people from these random conversations into now a relationship into lifelong friends and into clients for myself right 
so I have a, all right, there's, there's something that you brought up. So um, we live in Cupertino. Mm-hmm. And then we, we, got, we got that postcard. Yeah, and, and yeah. I've, been, I've been in Cupertino since November. Like we just moved there like fresh, right? Um, so what is that, like four or five months? Right, yeah, yeah. And that's the first piece of mail that I've received from a real estate agent. Mm-hmm. Do, you, do you believe in postcards? I do, you know, I do believe in postcards. And, um, you know, I want to shout out Lex because he actually just did a podcast talking about postcards and mailing them out. I haven't listened to it yet, but I will. Mm-hmm. Um, I've done my own farms um, in local communities near here that I know well, and I've definitely send out my postcards. And I'll have people that I just see months later, even after I've you know taken a break from farming that area, and they might see me and say, "Hey, I, I get your mail, and um, I get your mail and your and your postcards all the time." And then I say, "Oh crap, maybe I shouldn't have stopped s- sending the postcards to that neighborhood because they're actually getting that." And what people don't understand is you might not get a call back right away, but you're building rapport, you're building a. Uh, you know, a brand with those people in that community, and they may not call you right now. But I will say, I went to a listing appointment last year, and this lady had six of my postcards on her counter when I got there. So that was just telling me that even though I wasn't getting a call right away, and I felt like, oh man, this is not working, you know, it is working. You just got to give it time and let it marinate. You know, when you're cooking, you don't want to rush it. You know, mm. you don't rush the secret sauce. <laughs> you know what I mean? Just let it take time. Yeah. Let it marinate and just keep on sending the postcards and make it fun. Don't be boring. You know, like you just mentioned, uh, you, you received the postcard and it gave you all this data about the market and what's going on around you, and mm-hmm. how much the houses are selling for. And it's mm-hmm. educational. Some people look forward to it. Some people want to look at educational information when, yeah. they're, when they get in the mail. Other people, they're just going to toss your stuff, okay? Well, <laughs> you know? here's, here was like a crazy thing for us. I think it, it was so funny because her and I, we were walking down the street mm-hmm. with our dog. And we were like looking up addresses and like, hey, look up how much that house is worth. Look up how much right. that house is worth. We were literally doing that before that postcard came in. I'm like, wow. Like, because right. I, I heard one description of marketing that I loved, uh, that I loved so much, and it, it used like Tinder as an example of um, marketing. So, you know, if, if you're on Tinder, what do you need? You need two people on Tinder that are both at a place in their life where they're looking for a relationship. Right. They both look just right in terms of like their image, where they're attractive to each other. Their description was just right, and when everything is just right, right, and, you know, they, they they swipe on each other. Boom, you have a match. So, like. If Lolo and I are at a point in our life right now where we are ready to buy, we're thinking about buying, the buying's on our thought, and then a postcard comes in front of us that literally like shows, you know, you know, obviously we're not in the market right now. Right. But if we were, like that would be immediately like, hey, uh, I, that person, especially like when he sent the postcard, he's like attorney or sorry, a realtor slash attorney or broker slash attorney. Mm. I'm like, oh, okay. Well, that, that's attractive. Right, right, right. Like, right, I, right. I want to do a business with someone who's got my back legally. And, you know, they have like all these right. other, um, you know, pros and cons of pros of doing business with them, cons of doing, not doing business with them. And, and I was like, okay, this is pretty cool. And they got like the QR code thing. And I'm, I'm, I'm pretty big on like, um, I, I, I respect people who do like what, what most would consider old school marketing mm. and a new school market. Because everybody thinks right. it's all about Facebook ads and LinkedIn ads and Google ads. But like, dude, like, let's get back to the traditional. Yeah, yeah, I agree with you on that because keep in mind, a lot of the people that own some of these properties are in that age group where they like to touch things. They want to see the mailer, right? And, and then people in our age group, they're more into tech and that QR code to you are like, oh, I like that. You know, it's, it's a new, it's an old school um, you know, strategy with the spin of new school. Best believe right? I scanned that motherfucker. <laughs> <Right>? <laughs> and the cool thing is, is like immediately you yeah. get the information, right? Because in, in our society that we're in right now, everyone wants, you know, um, immediate like gratification, right? Mm-hmm. They want it right then. They want it right then. So if you can get that to the consumer, they're going to love it. And they're going to see that, wow, if this person's, um, you know, postcard looks like this, I wonder what other kind of tricks and technology they have to help me either get a home or sell my home because it's going to make you stand out. Is that other agent doing that? Well, I didn't see it. Mm-hmm. Right. So I, I think that's cool, you know, and I think that's cool that you've actually, you noticed that, right? It, it, yeah. It's like, I'm, I'm constantly like, I don't care too much about like good and bad in the world or 
um, like I, I, I'm constantly looking at like, okay, how, how do I exist in the world? And how does the world actually like work? Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Yeah. So like, you, you talk about like fitness. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. I'm, I'm very fucking well aware. Like I'm out of shape by now. I've been in shape before and you know what? I know how the world works when I'm in shape versus yeah. when I'm out of shape. Yeah. I know how other people treat me. Sure. You know, like when I drive my Audi versus when I drive my Fiat. Yeah. I know how the world treats me, right? During, it, it just, and I'm not mad about it. Right, right, right. It is what it is. And I'm trying to figure out how do I, t- how do I use that to my advantage? Mm-hmm. Right? Yeah. Um, so let's, let's come back to, uh, actually, I want to I wanna hear more about your coach. So you, you which is really interesting. Yeah. Because yeah. I feel like more people need to hire coaches or they therapists. <laughs> or both. Or both. <laughs> or your coach can sometimes play both roles. Uh, I can yeah. tell you that right now. So yeah. who is your coach? So my coach is Christina Griffin. She is absolutely amazing. Shout out to Christina when you see this. Um, she's changed my business dramatically. Now I had a coach before Christina. I've actually had a couple coaches, Mm -hmm. but my first coach, I outgrew this person. Mm -hmm. Right. And I think it's okay for you to understand you need certain people in certain parts of your life and your career. Some people come in and out of your life and then other people's stay in your life forever. Right. And so one of my first mentors, Um, he was a good fit for me to help me get into the business, learn the systems, learn the hustle and bustle of real estate, how to handle things, how to be strict when it comes down to your work schedule Mm -hmm. and being disciplined. Right. Mm -hmm. But that only got me so far. Mm -hmm. Right. And so I felt like I needed someone that was going to take me to that next level. So I reached out to a second coach that I met and this person was like, someone that was giving you a pat on the back. And I was like, well, I don't need this. Like I have self-esteem. Like I don't need someone (laughs) to give me a pat on the back. You know, like I have self-esteem. I have plenty of that. I need systems. I need new technology. I need more savvy ways of getting business, talking to people, helping families. Right. So, um, I finally found Christina when I was taking the short sales and foreclosure, uh, class online. Okay. I loved her style so much and what she was doing. And I was like, man, I can help people going through foreclosure, right? Mm. I can help people if they have a short sale going through probate. So this was something that um, I loved. Like it drew me in. Mm -hmm. So I added her on Facebook. I added Mm -hmm. her on Instagram. I wrote her a long email saying, this is why you should be my coach. And I would love for you to be my coach because of X, Y, Z. Oh, so she, she wasn't offering coaching? She was, but she's over in Florida. Mm. And, and the time difference is three hours, right? Uh, so she only coaches people on that side. Okay. And the coaching is through uh, Keller Williams, which who I work for, right? It's called MAPS Coaching. And you have to make a certain amount, you have to close a certain amount of GCI. I think it's about $250,000 to even qualify to get coaching. And so like all the people that are in coaching are people that are performers in their, mm. in their market center. Right. So, um, I reached out to her and I, I wrote her an email and so forth and she took me on and it's, mm. it's changed my business completely. Incredible. Yeah. Yeah. See, and, and I love like how you're very self-aware and you bring, you bring up that theme of like, what gets you here won't get you to there. Like, um, mm-hmm. especially in business, like for, you know, you, from zero to 1 million is one skill set. Um, actually there's multiple skill sets, in there, really. <laughs> right? right. Yeah, like, even from like fucking zero to a hundred. Yeah. Zero to a hundred is right. one skill set and you know, a hundred to a million. Basically, you know, like right now, like I'm, I'm at the point right now where I'm trying to get to 10 million right. and the person that I am becoming on the road to 10 million, mm-hmm. it, it's just completely different. Like, right. you know, I, I can't be the scrappy in the trenches person I used to be anymore. Right. Cause, and that's where I'm like most comfortable. Right. Um, and like you, it's, it's also about building systems and, and I, bringing discipline back for me in a, in a different way, because I got to the point where like my business, you know, was automated last, uh, you know, again, last Q4. And I say again, for those who have listened to my other podcasts, uh, but Q4 almost wrecked us, almost put us out of business. We're bouncing back now. Thank God. Mm-hmm. But you know, and we will, we will bounce back bigger than last year. But the point is that now it's like, okay, cause I, when you like, I think when you first get the option, like, especially like if you grew up poor, um, or with like no, little to no options, right. when you get that chance to get money and not work, you take it. Oh yeah. Right. 100%. Um, and I've already taken it. I know what that's like. Mm-hmm. Liked it. It was cool. 
but I'm trying to get to 10 million because I want right. to see what that looks like, right? Yeah, yeah. And, and maybe sell or maybe not. I don't know. Maybe hold. I don't know. Um, so with that being said, now <clears throat> give us some specifics in terms of like what systems are you now implementing in your business um, above 250K GCI? Okay, so first things first is when it came to coaching, that was a big investment already because that's $1,000 a month. Yeah. Okay, so I'm reinvesting into my business um, in a lot of different ways, right? So once I got to a certain number and I realized I can do so much on my own and I needed to start adding on people to help me um, and start delegating work, uh, first thing first was getting a CRM, right? So a CRM to make sure I'm keeping track of all of my leads, okay? I don't want to miss a lead. When I'm paying for either a realtor.com or some other kind of online resource, when that lead comes in, there needs to be a process, right? And this was important for me is making sure that everything has a process and writing it down and how everything funnels through my system. Mm -hmm. So I use Follow Up Boss. Mm -hmm. I did use Chime before, but it was a little more expensive mm -hmm. than I wanted to spend each month because believe me, these this tech that you use in your business is not cheap you know just being a real estate agent just the fees that you pay to just sell real estate a year <laughs> is about twenty five hundred to three thousand dollars just to do your job okay then you have all these other systems that you have wait, wait you're not talking about the commission cut you give no, no i'm not <laughs> even talking about the commission cut right and then you have your split with your office right so some offices are taking 30 percent until you hit a cap and what a cap is, is a pretty much a number that they set where you have to pay into this bucket of like 25K or so until the, the office says, okay, you've given us our $25,000. Now everything else from this point on in the year is yours. Now, some companies, they don't have a cap. It's always a 20, 30 split or 15, mm -hmm. 85 or something like that, right? So yeah, there's a lot of expenses. So I have a CRM. Um, I buy leads online, right? I now have two VAs. I've always had VAs um, working for me, and I, you know, we'll touch on that because yeah. I've had success and I've had failure with that as well, mm -hmm. and I've learned a lot. But yeah, systems in my business: uh, coaching, CRM, online leads, um, mailers, and um, you know, when it comes down to it, is just client appreciation events, which I, mm -hmm. which I've noticed is which goes really far. Yeah, well, dude, yeah. I'm, I'm about to have a birthday party, and you're invited. Well, but, awesome. You know, as, as much as, as much, but like, I was telling my girlfriend, like, as much as the birthday party is to celebrate me, which I, I don't give a shit, I'm 31. Right, right. <laughs> Not I, a year. Like, dude, honestly, I, I, I could be happy hanging out with my girlfriend and, like, two of my friends. And oh, yeah. Be happy, but the thing is that my, my birthday party is also a networking event. Right, right, right. That's, 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 a, that's another thing. So, like, what you say, client appreciation events, I guarantee you that there's going to be business connections that are made at my party. Right. And people are going to do business. They're going to make new, new business friends, make connections, and there's going to be some deals closed. Right. Right. So, it's like, yeah, so coming back. So, now you're having, like, tell me about, like, a, a client appreciation event. I want to hear how you do it. Yeah. So, um, everyone does it a little different. And best believe me, you don't have to spend a lot of money to do a client appreciation. It can be something as simple as just a picture day in the park, right? Easter's coming up, you know, the Valentine's Day, you know, Christmas, anything, right? You can throw a little uh, event where you said, hey, if you want family portraits, we're more than happy to uh, provide family portraits. Come down Love between that. 1 and 4 p.m. and we were going to get pictures for your family. Love and that, that way you can send them out, right? Mm -hmm. um, another way is just um, sometimes I've seen someone else do it. I haven't done it yet, but you know, when you have the wine and picture painting days, I think that's really cool. I've seen that happen. A lot of people love doing that because they like free alcohol, number one. <laughs> and then number two, people like to doodle and paint, you know? People like to be creative. Sometimes you're on your phone so much and it, it's an outlet. Oh, I get to paint something? This is bringing me back. And it's, it's more of a family event and people are talking about you after the event is done, they're telling their friends, oh, you know what my agent did? We had a client appreciation and we got to paint some stuff and this is the painting on my wall, right? Yeah, <laughs> you're saying that and you know what? So you have a clubhouse here at your apartment? So yes, I, I do. We, we, yeah. have, we have a clubhouse too. Can you rent out this clubhouse? You can, so they'll allow for free. Actually, Dude, oh, for yeah. free, oh, yeah. we, yeah. have, we have to pay like 200 bucks, and okay. And I think yours is nicer than ours, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but 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 here's, here's the thing uh, you know, what would be interesting is like, what if you just had an event here, yeah, like, like rent out this for free. 
pay for the wine, get the paintings, all that, and just like leave a flyer on everybody's door. Yeah, no, that's something that you could totally do here. And it's funny you say that because we have um, uh, a lot of events here that the community throws. And I'm always at the community events. If it's, um, you know, uh, Valentine's Day flowers, which I gave to my mom, uh, if it's uh, wrapping presents, which was during the uh, Christmas, I'm oh. always there and, and talking to people here, chatting to them about just their lives and so forth, and just meeting the people in my community, right? It's just allowing me to meet more people. So I, I, I agree with that. If you can use the space that you're in. How much, how much business have you gotten from that? Um, you know what? I've made more relationships um, and built relationships with people. I haven't gotten any business yet, but mm -hmm. that's not saying that I won't because a lot of the people, even when we were coming into this room, the young lady that was in here, she knew, she's like, oh, hey, how are you? You know, because I've left a good impression on people. And that's why when you're walking through the hallways, you better smile at everyone that's, I don't care what kind of day you're having. If you're having a crappy day, leave that at the door, okay? okay. You're, you're <laughs> but, but here, here's my next question to you, okay? This is this one might challenge you a little bit. Sure. Of all the people, so you knew three people here? The, the lady, the, and then there's- Yeah, I knew that, yeah. And as you notice, I know all the workers too. Oh, yeah, I love yeah. that because, bro, like, I'm, I'm very big on treating everybody with respect yeah, yeah. no matter who you are. 100%. Now, okay, of all the people that, like, how many people would you say? Three, four? Right, yeah. And they'll, yeah, just, three just or four now? people. Yeah, yeah, okay. yeah. How many of them are on your Instagram? Um, that's funny you say that. None of them are on my Instagram. But they know me because I'm that cool car guy that has the cool Mustang that pulls up and shakes the whole apartment and everyone still loves me. Because whenever I pull out, everyone's trying to figure out who the hell is that? And, that, and that's cool, but that's, <laughs> yeah. not, that's not enough. Yeah, so, not so, enough. so yeah. My, my girlfriend has like seen me like... I'm kind of like addicted to doing this, but like everywhere I go, mm -hmm. I'm like, I'll meet some, everywhere I go. If you and I bumped into each other sure. at Target, I'm like, dude, that's a great shirt. Da, 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 you're in shape. You know what? Hey, one of my friends is having a fitness event. You, you, let me send, let me send you the info. What's your sure. Instagram? Okay. I just, I had everybody on Instagram. I like that. I, I always like find what uh, somebody's interested in and mm -hmm. I'll send them a resource and I send it on Instagram. I like that. I like that. I like right? that. Because then it's like, yeah. it's, it's weird, especially if it's a girl, like, you know, maybe she might have sure. a boyfriend or something. Yeah, yeah. It's weird. It's like, oh, hey, do you have a boyfriend? You know what? Hey, did you guys hear about that, like, <laughs> that event that's happening? Like, right, there's right. a great couple. You event. guys should what, go check it out. What's yeah. your Instagram? Right. And, and here's the thing. This is my strategy because, um, like, now I got you on Instagram. You're following me. Now I'm not just the car dude. Okay, now right. you don't just see me at the events. Now I'm not just the car dude. Now you get to see all my personal shit. You get, you get you get to see like you see my stories. I right. see your stories, right? Yeah. We get we get to know we lurk. One hundred percent. Yeah. Humans lurk, right? Yeah. So so now what happens is, um, imagine you did that for every single person in this building. Yeah, so, that's that's see, that's a great strategy. But listen, actually, yeah, because because bro, I, I'm working with a guy named David. Gomez. Mm -hmm. David Gomez has like, when I started working with him, he had like 130 followers. Okay. Yeah, 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 yeah. We started doing content for him. He's, he's already gotten one listing with like little to no network off of posting content. On Instagram. On Instagram. Right. Okay. Yes. I think it might have came from Facebook, but regardless is he's posting out the content and people, the, the little bit of people that he knows, um, they are paying attention to what he's doing. Yes. So yeah. now imagine if... In, because the way that real estate works is you meet her here. She goes off into the world. She goes have dinner with her parents. Mm -hmm. her, her boyfriend proposes to her. Oh, my God. We're going to get married. Right. We need right. a house. Who do you know? Oh, oh, I met a guy. Or they're sitting at that table and then her sister, who's been married for five years, like, yeah, we need it. We're having a kid. Right. You know what? I met this real estate agent. He's got a really loud car. Thirty-four years old, good-looking guy. <laughs> but he's awesome on Instagram. Let me, let me, let me, let me. Let me communicate. Yeah. You know, funny thing you say that. Uh, I've had a lot of success with Instagram. Um, I think I've probably sold in the last two years at least ten properties through Instagram. Mm -hmm. um, at least, you mm -hmm. know, and. Uh, a lot of the people that follow you on Instagram might not comment on what you're doing. They mm. might not like the story, but they are watch. watching, you know? And that's why I do post what I'm doing. Um, if I'm at an inspection, I, I like to talk about what's going on. I like to educate people because yeah. they are watching. Not everyone's gonna hit that like button. You might not even know they're actually watching you, but they really are. And when they're ready to reach out, they will. And I have people, I had someone yesterday, 
just reach out to me asking, hey, um, I have some questions about real estate and I just started answering some questions. Were they ready to do something right now? No, but I'm gonna take that five minutes or 10 minutes or whatever that might be, it might even be 30 seconds, answer their question, make sure that every, answer, every question was answered. And not only just answer the real estate question, I followed up with like, how are you doing? How, how, how is everything going on your side? Because people wanna feel like they're human too, you know? They wanna have some kind of connection. And then they responded, oh, you know, things are going great, I've been doing this and doing that. People like to talk about themselves, you know? So I, I answered his question, but I also went back around and said, hey man, like, how are you? Like, how's go things going for, with you, right? And if there were something that he would have said where I thought I could have added value to or helped, I would have chimed in on that and said, hey, you know, or if he said, hey, I'm, I'm doing, I'm starting this fitness journey, right? I have another friend, I'm not gonna say his name, but he's just started this fitness journey and, and I love it. Every time I see him posting a he's back at the gym, I'm, I'm commenting, hell yeah, bro, mm -hmm. get that, like yeah. kill it, you know? Because like, you know, sometimes just those little words that you're telling someone, he might not, he's like, dude, this is my last day, this shit's been so hard, I'm done with this. But that just that little, um, you know, comment might be like, you know what? I'm feeling good. I'm killing it. You know? And, and most people say to create a habit, you need to do it for 30 days. Mm -hmm. So I know how important it is to have that support, you know, and, and, and be there for your community. Right. And yeah. I have someone there for me on a weekly basis, which is my coach, Christina. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Okay. So here's, I just thought of this strategy right now as we're sitting here and I bet you like, okay. So I think that these luxury apartment community buildings are extremely valuable. How many people do you know that live in other luxury buildings? Like, because our, our building is not luxury. Yeah. Like it's it was built in like the 1980s. It's just it's mm -hmm. probably priced around like, what's what's like a two bedroom two bath cost here? Here? Oh, for sure, four thousand. Okay, perfect. Yeah. So yeah, yeah. We, we pay the same we pay the same rent, uh, but we don't get all the luxury, right? The amenities because yeah. it's in Cupertino. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. So the thing is though is like, how many people do you know like us that live in those more expensive apartment buildings? Mm -hmm. where you could go host an event for that community there for them. You know what? We, I, I know, I know a few because, um, cause you know, like if you, if you ask yeah. me, mm -hmm. if you ask me and you say, Hey Anthony, cause like in, in my phone right now, we have a WhatsApp chat for, okay. for all the, all the people that live in that build, uh, live in that community. Oh really? That's right? cool. So ah, that's cool. So like if you ask me, Hey, can I book your community room to have an event there Right, right. for, for the community? Cause, cause the, the apartment complex does it, but like what you were talking about, it sounds like they do it here more often. Like they, they only do it yeah. sometimes. Right. But like, for example, like as a real estate agent, if you wanted to connect with, and bro, I can tell you like in that building, it's Indian, Eastern European, it's like software mm -hmm. developers, mm -hmm. right? A, a lot of software people. Um, so like if you were to have an event at my apartment complex, like wouldn't that be valuable? Yeah. Like people show up like, Hey, the, I bought all these things for you guys, like, you know, right. activities for your kids or like whatever. Mm -hmm. All you got to do is put your name, phone number, email. Right. And people, people will take you up on that. You know, people 100%. like, in the sense COVID's been over, people want to get together. People want to mm -hmm. hang out, you know, mm -hmm. people miss giving people hugs and high fives and all kinds of stuff. So mm -hmm. yeah, I don't have a, a WhatsApp group, but that is a freaking good idea. <laughs> like, well, I, I mean, <laughs> I think, I feel like most communities that they'll have somewhere for all their residents, yeah. I don't think we have one here yet, but if I could create one, I might even talk to one of our management and talk yeah. to them about that because Dude, I the WhatsApp, think that's really cool. Yeah, the WhatsApp group is tight because like people share like stuff that they need to sell. Sure. They, I mean, there, there's definitely like a lot of complaints and shit like, hey, fucking <laughs> <laughs> yeah. AA13, you guys are vacuuming at two in the morning. What the right, fuck? Right, right. What's going on? <laughs> right. There's, there's definitely like some of that, but it's, it's a lot of, uh, it, it keeps you in the loop of what's going on. Yeah in the community, community right? yeah um and i think i think it's creative value but like that's just like an, an idea though right like yeah it's like how do you how do you expand uh how do you get 20 to 30 high high income people in your network overnight where they're technically they'll owe you because like they will appreciate that you put everything you put up the money you put up yeah right? yeah they'll appreciate that yeah I, I you touched on a good point um you know a lot of high value people um and people that are doing well in their life they they get to a point in their career where they want to give back 
So even if you put together a, a, a back to school backpack drive mm. and you reached out to some of these people that are really doing something in their careers, their top five percenters, top 10 percenters in their industry, they're going to want to give back. They, they feel sometimes they feel like something's missing. Like, mm. man, like I'm killing it here. But like, how can I do more for my community and help people that were like me? You know, like mm -hmm. some of these people were. Um, you know, at some point, someone might have thought school's not for me, or maybe I didn't have a community at that point, and or they don't even have a lot of uh, people that they talk to now. Because as you know, the more success you have, sometimes your circle gets smaller. You know, mm -hmm. and um, when it comes down to it, I feel like, like you're saying, reaching out to some of these high-value people and saying, "Hey, I'm throwing together this backpack drive. I think it would be cool if I could have you." And then, who of your friends do you think that might want to join? right and now you're breaking into their network and all of a sudden you reached out to four people then they reached out to to two of their friends and next thing you know you've got a group of 20 people that want to throw this toy drive together and now you have 20 people's emails 20 people's phone numbers mm -hmm. and and you've left a, a, a an impression on those people and then yeah. if you took a little effort because i know video is going big and stuff right now and i'm not saying you have to video everything you're doing giving back to the community um, but i'm just saying if you made it an event and you were able to share that, even if it was just pictures of the event, they'll share that with their, their uh, um, sphere of influence, mm -hmm. right? And the next thing you know, you might have 3,000 followers, this person might have 5,000, this person might have 1,200, this person might have 10,000 followers, and now you infiltrated all those people because you're, you're coming together and you're, you're, you know, I'm not saying leveraging other people's platforms, but you really are, you you're are. Work, you're, you know, you know and, but, but you're doing something good and you're giving back to the community. So I you're, think that's, you're doing it tastefully, right? Yeah, you're doing, you're doing it, tastefully. it tastefully. You're not 100%. like reaching out like, yo, hey Lolo, you got 3,000 followers. Like, <laughs> yeah, can, can you post me please? Right. I need, I need, I need clout. <laughs> yeah, like come with some value and add, yeah. and, and like I said, people want to give back to, to their community and I think it's a great way to, to build a relationship and actually get down and, and help people in your community, you know? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Dude, I have a, so, okay, I, I want to actually, it's, it's been like on the back of my mind, I want to move to the next topic that's kind of yeah. related, but it's a little, a little different, man. So you, because um, another part of community is... Um, the community that cars build. They do. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Depends on what kind of community. You yeah. know, we're not talking about the guys in the Hellcats and the <laughs> the Scat Packs. No no offense to the Scat Pack guys, but like... You, you don't like the Mopar, bro? Well, no, I love Mopar, but like they're the new Mustang boys. You know, they're doing donuts. They're doing crazy stuff. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. I under, You know, the, the crew, the kind of crowd that I hang out with are usually the, the morning uh, cars and coffee type get-togethers. Yeah. Um, I know that some of the young um, young guns these days they want the clout. They got Instagram. They want to do crazy stuff at night. You guys live in, in you know in an area where I'm sure if you go to San Jose, sometimes there's some crazy oh. stuff happening, right? Yeah. Uh, but yeah, no, the car community. It's funny you say that because uh, one of my friends owns a spot called Spot SF. If you check it out on Instagram, it's called Spot SF. You can store SPOT. Yes. Okay. And you can you can you can store your car there and also throw an event there. He actually owns a construction company. And what he does is he has these cars and coffees there and it, it allows you to meet with people. I've actually met some really successful people at that cars and coffee, right? Mm -hmm. uh, some of them own furnace companies like the, the furnace man, one of the mm -hmm. guys that own that company, um, uh, you know, like a steel company roofers. Mm -hmm. I've met all kind of guys and, and we're all, we're all from different, walks of life, you know, and, but we all have this common, um, you know, um, love for cars. Mm -hmm. Right. And so, yeah, no, the car community has definitely brought me some business in the past. 100%. Yeah. 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 Dude, that's, and that's, um, so you said that there's different levels, right? Or yeah. there, there's different, there's really like different groups too. Cause like, I feel like when I see like Porsche guys, like, you know, these, oh, yeah. these guys are <laughs> extremely dedicated yeah, 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 to like yeah, yeah. Porsche. And then there's, there's dudes who like, like, oh, it's just, it's just really interesting. Like there's even, what's that like Land Rovers, like the, like the really old ones. Yeah. 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 I, I don't know, man. The but, Land Cruisers and stuff. Yeah. yeah like the Land, the Land Cruisers and then you got the Jeep people and you got the, yeah. but you know, you so you have two cars right now. I have two cars. Well, I have more than two cars. I have two old school classic Mustangs okay. and then I have the Audi. Yeah, yeah. 
All right, so tell, tell us real quick about the, uh, not real quick, but tell us more about like your classic cars. Yeah, so um, from a young age, um, I've always been into classic cars because my dad exposed me to cars from a young age. He used to take me to the car shows in San Francisco. I actually got lost at a car show once when I was two years old. My mom had one responsibility, look after the kid and make sure he doesn't disappear, right? And my dad had two other kids and holding them and taking care of them. And my mom turned around for one second and I must've saw a shiny car that looked badass and I just went to it. And next thing, next thing you know, I'm lost there, right? Yeah. And they, they ended up finding me in security and everything. But from yeah. a young age, I was around sports cars. My dad always had a Porsche, okay? Mm -hmm. My dad's always owned one from since before I was born. You know, yeah. this has kind of been one of his pillar cars. And then he's always had Mustangs and classic cars like Studebakers. We have a couple Studebakers, if you know what that is or not. Um, but yes, yeah, so, no, no <laughs> so, yeah, so we, uh, so right now we have, it might sound a little extreme, but we got eight classic cars, eight classic Mustangs oh. and six of them being fastbacks, right? So, okay. you know, we have a, a nice little, um, you know, inventory of classic cars, but we got them when they were inexpensive. Yeah. Over the years, my dad would just buy these cars. Right. Yeah. And so I've always had a passion for cars and it taught me how to work with my hands. It taught me how to appreciate you know, just mechanics, mm -hmm. you know, how, how to, to change a water pump, to do head gaskets, you yeah. know, and it, and it taught me how to take care of something, you know, almost like having a pet. I'm not comparing a car <laughs> to a pet, my pet people. Okay. <laughs> it's not the same, but to a lot of the car people, these guys take care of their cars like babies. Now me, I'm a driver. I drive the wheels off my cars, mm -hmm. you know? So there's a, there's times that my car is at the shop, like three, more, maybe four times a year, the Mustang, right? Just because I am driving it, you know, I probably put 10,000 miles a year on this 67 Mustang, you know, oh, I'm, wow. I'm all over the place in it. It's like yeah. my calling card, yeah, yeah, yeah. you know, everyone knows, you know, <laughs> see me driving around, they're like, oh, that, there's Steve. Dude, that's a, uh, what's that show, Power, uh, Tommy? Everyone <laughs> always says that, but that, yeah. that's a 69 Mustang for the people that think that might be a 67. That's a blue 69 beautiful. coupe. Yeah, it's yeah, a beautiful, beautiful car, but that's his calling card. Yeah, and yeah. I've had so many people send me that, uh, that a video of Tommy getting out of his car. And fun mm -hmm. fact, I was actually at the premiere party for Power years ago wow. with, um, with, you know, 50 Cent, Lloyd Banks, Russell Simmons. Were you in New York? I was in New York. I was in New York, right? So, and I just happened to go there, right? So, I, and, and so it was, it was a cool, cool experience, but it's funny because I didn't even know what the show was about when I was there. Yeah. I was just invited. That, dude, that's, that's <laughs> yeah, it's funny because like I, there was this one time I was in New York too and, and they're like, yeah, we're going to Tyrese, you know, from, to, yeah, to yeah. Best Affairs. We're going to his like album, album party or whatever. I was like, he raps. Like, hold on. <laughs> he was just like in movies right right <laughs> right but uh but yeah i was it was like i love new york actually let's do okay that's another I, i'm sure i'm curious to ask you um but now so dude so i i have an audi right now yeah great cars i didn't I, I didn't like it at first okay because like let me tell you like how i got my audi i didn't get my audi because i'm like damn i want an audi and i want to go buy one okay no i think when i got the audi what was i driving I was driving, um, you remember what car I was driving? I think I was driving a Corolla. Okay. Right? Yeah. I was driving a Corolla. My business was going really well. And my brother and his wife were going through a really hard time. Mm -hmm. And they're, you know, they came to me and they're like, hey, do you want the Audi? Right, right. And like, you don't have to put anything down. Just take over the payments. That's lovely. And I was like, oh. Okay, you know, look at it. I'm like, okay, 2016 Audi AAL. I'm like, oh, yeah, this is dope. Um, oh, yeah. Like, but I didn't, like, like it. Like, because, bro, in my mind, right. like, dude, in my mind, I, I knew I actually, you know what car I actually wanted? What? A BMW X6. Okay. Yeah, Very the, unique the car. Sport, the sport mm -hmm. bag. Yeah, like, mm -hmm. that's what I actually wanted, right? So, yeah. in my mind, I want that, and that was kind of what I was aiming for, and then the universe just, like, happened to put this car in front of me, and, you know, I'm like, okay, fine, and... I'm driving it, you know, doors, the, the, the fucking, it's a big body car. <laughs> it's a big car. And, and you know, like for the, for the first, like when I first got here, I'm like, damn, this door's hella big. I'm like, kick, <laughs> kick open the door. I ended up messing up. I blew, oh, I blew no. out the speaker by accident because I didn't know that like. Oh, kicking it open. Yeah. <laughs> stupid, bro. I'm not a car guy. But you know, like, but over time though, over time, like I remember I was driving the car for months and then I went down to LA 
And um, my boy has a Tesla. I was like, all like, you know, fanboy of Tesla. Sure. The Elon Musk, all that. And then we started like really driving the Tesla. We drove from LA to Vegas. It's like, yo, this shit feels like a fucking tin can toy. It is, 100%. Like, it, feel, it feels like a goddamn toy. And then I get back to my Audi and I'm like, I, I no, I like yeah. this a lot. Yeah. Right. <laughs> um, you know, and, and then like just over time it grew on me. Right. 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 So, so now, like, you know, Lolo and I are expecting a, a baby now. So we are, uh, we're, Congrats. yeah, thank you. Yeah. yeah. So, so we're probably going to end up trading in the Audi A8 for uh, Audi Q8. Okay. Oh cool. yeah. Those yeah. are cool. Yeah. 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 So that, super safe too. Yeah. yeah it's, it's, it looks important. like a fucking tank, man. It does. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So, so like that's, that, at least that's like what we're planning, right? We still have, um, time, but, um, I think like, it, it's so interesting because I feel like, you know, like a part of me is still, I'm still young. Right? Yeah, and a part of me still like driven by like clout a little bit. I'm not gonna lie. I think sure. I think Mercedes and BMW are way more sexy than Audi. I don't think that I don't think, but, but I beg to differ. But yeah, well, <laughs> no, like just just at least where I'm from. I don't know about in this part of the Bay Area, but like, yeah, growing up, nobody. What the fuck is an Audi? No, Bro, and, yeah, Be- that's Beamer, true. Benz, that's or Bentley. True. Yeah, that's Beamer, true. Benz, or Bentley. That's true. <laughs> <laughs> you, you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. So it's like that. You hear it in songs. Like, how many songs do they fucking do about Audi? Right, none, none. But they do songs about ben, I'm in my Benz, I'm right. in my BMW, like every, a lot of songs. So you know, like growing up, I'm hearing that, and then I get the Audi, I'm like, Ugh. but then I start doing research, and <laughs> I'm like, you know what, Audi is actually, uh, actually better than both uh, Mercedes and BMW. Yeah, they're great. Um, not in terms of like long term value, they're built better. Like they are, they are actual better cars yeah. in general. Like. When you compete class to class, when you compete like the A8 versus the S500s versus the 7 Series, like the A8's better. Um, You're getting more bang for your buck. I mean, Audi to me is the more the understated, uh, you know, luxury car. And I can say this with confidence because even though I've been in like the housing industry and construction for 12 years, I had a three and a half year stint in the car business Mm. and I was selling Mercedes and I sold Audi, and I've sold BMW, and um, I learned more and more about each brand, and as I did, I really kind of fell in love with Audi, because not only what the car offered, but the community, and the Mm. Audi community. I just felt like the customer was a different customer. Mm. With the Mercedes customer, you never know who you're gonna get. You could, someone can walk in and they got a chain on and they're dressed all (laughs) up, and this guy can barely get a C300, okay? (laughs) And then you get someone else that doesn't look like, you know, a white shirt, Tommy Bahama with the, you know, with the, you know, sandals on, and this guy's walking out with a S550, doesn't even <laughs> negotiate with you, just like, yeah. I just want this thing, you know? Yeah. I had a guy once, and he's this Latino guy, real nice gentleman, walked in, he looked like he just got out of his work truck, which I think he did, and no one was paying him any mind. Like, he mm. walked into the store, and he walked straight up to the Lambo that we had in there. The only Lambo we had at the Mercedes dealership, and he was like, I came here for this car. I said, and and he walked by a whole bunch of salesmen. Like no, no one upped him. To. No one upped yeah. him. And I said, okay, I'm gonna go talk to this guy. You know, any chance for me to even get in the Lambo and, and drive it? I'm I'm there. Yeah. You know, I'm there. You know. And so uh, I spoke to him. And he said, okay, I really want this car. I saw it online. I've been looking at it, and I want to buy it. And I said, okay. This is the process. I went to my manager. I said, hey, this guy wants to buy this car. And they looked at me like, dude, you're wasting your time. Get a credit app. And he's not driving it unless he qualifies. So I said, okay. So I go up to the guy respectfully. I said, hey, sir, you know, we do have a process when it comes down to this kind of car. If you're coming in here for a C300, no problem. We'll just let you drive it. But this is a Lamborghini. It costs X amount, right? So long story short, gave him the credit app. He did everything, finance took him the back and said, look, tell this guy he needs $72,000 down and he can have the car. And I said, okay. And I'll tell this to all my salespeople. When you present numbers, act like it's normal, okay? Don't be afraid to present numbers. When you're in there doing a listing agreement, don't be afraid to ask for all the commission, right? Mm-hmm. Go in there with confidence. So I went in there and handed him the paperwork and said, hey, you qualify for the car, congrats. You just need $72,000 down. Right, and I didn't know if the guy had 72 grand or not. He says, that's it? I said, yeah. He's like, okay, I'll be back. I said, well, what do you mean? He's like, oh, I have it at my house. I'm like, wait, you got $72,000 at your house? 
He's like, yeah. I said, oh, okay. So he, he left and he came back with a plastic bag full of money. My <laughs> managers freaked out. They're like 72 grand of cash in, in our store, locked the doors. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah, yeah, yeah. so we, we got in the car and he drove it. He loved it. Funny thing is I actually just met with him at a property and I just yeah. showed him a property. And this is years wow, later, yeah. years later. This guy owns a construction company and he does really well. Now he has a McLaren and stuff like that. So um, I still have a relationship with this gentleman because yeah. I kept, and this is another thing I'll give you guys. If you're in any kind of service business where you're collecting anyone's information, you need to keep those people's contact information. Put them in your phone. Don't just put them into the system and make sure you put notes in the system. When you talk to someone, put a note in there. When you're saving someone's contact information, put a note in there. If they tell you their birthday, put their birthday in there, you know? And, and if it's against the rules to keep that information, don't get caught. <laughs> right, right. I'm not telling you to do something you're not supposed to do. If you're allowed to do it, do so, right? Um, but you, mean, know, yeah, you know what you I know, mean? But like, like, you're building a relationship and this person's going to try. I've actually, funny, things, funny thing, I'll touch on this, is I was making phone calls the other day and I called this expired listing, okay? And the guy answered and he's like, Conquer B&W? Why is Conquer B&W calling me? And I was like, wait, no, this is Steve. Like, I used to work at Conquer B&W, but I don't anymore. I'm selling real estate. And the guy's like, oh, I remember you. You were so nice. <laughs> yeah. He's like, yeah, we tried to sell our house. We're not going to sell it right now. But now that I have your phone number, I'm going to put it in there as Steve Austin, the realtor. And when we are ready, we're, we're going to call you back. We really liked you, you know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I didn't end up selling them a car. I just left it in a, a long-lasting impression, yeah. you know? So another thing, if, if you're going through the sales process, you can see someone's not going to purchase with you that day. Don't burn the lead. Don't be mean. Don't, don't have some kind of attitude saying, okay, well, you just wasted my time. It's like this person's get, um, asking you for information. Be polite, answer all the questions and leave them with a positive experience. Because at the end of the day, they might just reach out to you and say, hey, I'm not ready to do something, but my friend is. And I told them about you and you treated me so well, even though I didn't buy anything from you that, that day or I didn't do anything with you that day. I still was treated with such great service and you left a long lasting impression on me and my family. Mm -hmm. You know, so that's my little tip for everyone out there at any kind of um, you know, uh, front facing industry where you're talking to the consumer. I love you know? that. Yeah. So dude, uh, I, I like the direction that you went. Um, I want to, I want to bring it back. So you have the RS five now. I do. I love <laughs> it. A lot of miles on that bad boy. <laughs> Can I drive it? No. Yeah. <laughs> I've had these funny things, but I've only let a couple people drive that car yeah. and I've always used to be the kind of person that was like, oh, no one's ever driving my car. Don't touch my car. But the older I've gotten, yeah. the more I'm like, dude, I want to share this cool experience with other people and let them, you know, see what it's like Guys, too. The RS5 is you know? like, to me, to me, the RS5, it's like, it's like the baby R8, man. Like, <laughs> yeah, it is. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, and the cool thing about like my RS5 is it's a 2021. It was during the pandemic. They only oh. made 1,508. 1,508 of them my year. And then only 81 of them were in my color. And then I think there's like 30 something in my spec. Mm -hmm. So the cool thing is that there's not a lot of them. You don't really yeah. see a lot of them. Like you said, most people are Beamer, Bim, uh, Beamer Benz or Bim. Bentley, uh, right? Yeah, They're yeah, not yeah, thinking yeah, about yeah, getting no, another Audi. And most people think, oh, I want a C63 or something like that. But honestly, like my car is part of my office. And that's another reason why I like driving a nice car is because when I go somewhere and someone sees me pull up in my car, they can automatically, and I'm not doing it for clout, but they automatically can tell, okay, this guy's had some success. Mm -hmm. You know, when I get out, I'm always dressed sharp. I'm always talking to people in a positive way. And I'm, I always have positive energy. And that, when you're giving out positive energy, you're going to get it back. So when I'm, you know, I'm driving along, it'll be, it's funny. Like I'll be driving and I'll see people look at my car and I'll give them the thumbs up and, <laughs> and they'll be like, yeah, you know, and sometimes they want you to blast it. You know, they yeah. want you to go, you know yeah. what I mean? And, and sometimes I will, if there's not any traffic, like I'll get on it and yeah. stuff like that and have some fun. But no, I love that car. It's such a great car. It's all car. wheel drive, right? It's all wheel drive. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah that's yeah. a, I mean, like I, I feel you, right? Like, and there's. I've had this battle of like, you know, with cars, right? Because like today when we drove here, I have a Fiat. I got, I got a little yeah. Fiat 500. Um, and that's like my, uh, 
don't know, that's, that's the card that I use when I'm like, because, dude, I feel like I've like, just like, really put a, like a shit ton of miles on my Audi where I'm mm -hmm. like, okay, I need, I need to give my Audi a break. Right. And, but like, okay. Do people really actually give a fuck what car you drive? That's my, that's like my, the thing I'm trying to figure out. Cause like sometimes like there's been like very few occasions where I drive up and people are like, Oh, a right, 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 like, right, you, right, you know, right. like, yeah, sure. and, but also at the same time, personally, like I, I, I guess personally, I would never take the Fiat to a business meeting if I know I'm going to, if, if, if I know, I'm yeah. gonna, if I know that people are going to watch me get out of it, sure. you know what I mean? Like I, yeah. I won't bring it to a business meeting. Right. Right. Like if, if, like at this point you're a friend and like you don't give a shit what car I drive. No, not at all. Um, but like if I'm going to meet a new client or if I'm going to like trying to create like a great first impression, right. I'll take the Audi. But I don't know. I wonder if it really fucking matters though. Uh, do, do you think somebody wouldn't buy a house from you if you didn't, if you didn't, if you drove in my Fiat? I don't think so. It really depends on how you carry yourself. But I will say this, certain clients want to feel like they're working with a peer, someone mm. as the same level as them. I'm not saying that you need to be a millionaire, but they want to think that you're at some kind of, you can, you can relate with them on some kind of level, right? And when they see you come up and you're well-dressed, you speak like them, you, you know, and this is another reason why I say travel. Because when you're talking to people and you're talking about your trips, they're like, oh, you've gone to Belize too? Or have you been to Dubai? Oh my gosh, you're just like me. You know, we do the same kind of stuff. And that's why I tell people, travel, get, you know, go check out different cultures, spend that little bit of money and, and get yourself out there because someone else might see you or talk to you and say, hey, like, I'm also into those things, you know, and, and someone that sees, you know, they want to work with their peers. Right. So I've experienced that. I mean, look, I started with, and I wasn't in real estate, but I've gone, you know, my journey with cars has been pretty crazy. I started with a 1994 Aerostar minivan. Okay. Uh, 94 Aerostar minivan. Yeah. <laughs> literally started from the bottom. Okay. And my parents weren't going to just hand me keys to a car. I had to work my way up to what I have now, you know? So, um, you know, when I was doing what I was doing before construction and so forth, my car didn't matter. Everyone at the job site, their main, tr um, you know, transportation wasn't anything special, you know, but they always had like either a nice truck or an Escalade or something for their family. But when I'm pulling up to my real estate, what I do like about having my Audi is when I do pull up to some of my real estate meetings and I've been trying to infiltrate that, you know, 1.5 to $10 million range. Yep. You need to pull up correct. Yep. Okay. Know the people in the room. Okay. Know who you're working with. You can't pull up and try to show someone a four and a half million dollar house and you have no rapport with them in a, in a, in a t-shirt and some regular jeans. You better yep. come correct. Cause that yeah. first impression is going to stand with them. Now, if you're through the process with them and it's, you know, you've been working with them for months or weeks. Shoot, I've pulled up in sweats before to yeah. show a house. Yeah. But they know you already. You've built rapport. You've, you've already worked with this person. And they're like, oh, you know, I, I had a client say, hey, I want to see this house today. I said, hey, look, just to be transparent, I just got out of the gym. So I'm going to pull up <laughs> and I got some, you know, some Converse that are half ramped on and, 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 some, and some shorts and a t-shirt. And they're totally cool with that. You know what I mean? Yeah. So um, will I say your car makes a big difference? It, it does in certain, you know, certain sure. ways, but not always. Dude, yeah. you, you absolutely like knocked that out of the park with that answer. I, lo I love <laughs> that perspective. Yeah. Um, absolutely love that perspective. Um, but yeah, I think I think with that being said, so like uh, we're we're right here right now at the end of this podcast, yeah. And um, you know, I, I feel like you're a very motivational person, man. Like I I, I think a lot of people are gonna be, uh, are, they're gonna listen to this, and you're gonna make an impact uh, for them. But there's also gonna be people who are listening to this who are struggling right now. Mm. They're, they're going through a lot. Oh yeah. Um, you know, they're thinking about giving up. Um, and shoot, what do you what do you gotta say to these people, man? Man. Um, you know, everyone goes through different times in their career. I've had good times. I've had bad times, um, even in my own real estate journey over the last five years, just because there has been some stuff going on that everyone's dealing with in all their businesses, COVID, um, and so forth. But yeah, I would say, you know, even when times are tough, just keep on doing what you need to do every day. Start becoming more disciplined. 
If you're waking up at 8.30 or 9 o'clock, start waking up at 6.30, you know? If you're having a hard time focusing, work on your calendar. Be more purposeful, okay? Go through the day with purpose. And at the end of the day, especially being a business owner, you need to check yourself and be like, did I win the day or not? Mm. Did I win the day? And it could, you could have little wins throughout the day and just feel like a rock star at the end of the day. But if you're giving yourself a hard time because of what didn't happen for you last week and you're spinning yourself out, you're going to put yourself in a bad situation. So what I would share with everyone is just like, put your head down, do the hard work, start reaching out to people. Don't be afraid to ask for help. You know, get rid of the ego. If you need help and something's not working for you, your secret recipe that was bringing you success last year is just not cutting it in this 2023, then reach out to people for help, you know, and, and, and just be vulnerable. Because when you start telling people, hey, I'm having a problem with this or this has been hard for me, someone's going to say like, dude, I've been there. Let me share with you what I did to get out of this rut. Or let me share with you what I think you could do. These are the three things I think you can do to be more successful and be um, someone that's going to have success throughout the year. Just because you're not crushing it in Q1 doesn't mean by fourth quarter, you can have that Mamba mentality and say, shit, we're down 20 after the first quarter. And the second quarter is coming along and says, and you say, hell no, I'm going to crush this. Yeah. It's all about the mindset. And I, I, I keep on telling people this. It, co it comes down to mindset. And for me, I set the tone each morning by doing my cardio or going to the gym. And when I'm in the gym, I just go crush that shit. Okay. Mm -hmm. And no offense to anyone that sees me in the gym, but when I'm in the gym, I don't want to talk to you. Okay. <laughs> Sometimes I do. But that's the reason why I don't go to a commercial gym as much because I just want to be focused in and this is my an hour that I need to just blast through the day, set the tone and be like, okay, I'm going to crush the day. I'm going to do these things. And the first thing I do when I wake up is I look at my calendar. Then I go to the gym and I know what I'm going to do throughout the day. Yeah. I'm not just going through the day blindly. It's like, okay, well, what am I going to do to be successful? I, my whole week is planned out, right? Mm -hmm. So, um, you know, I'll leave people with that and just, you know, uh, Again, I would just say, just focus in and put your head down. Do the hard work every day. It's like when you're going to the gym and working out. You're not going to see the results after you have one 45-minute workout. If you go have a 45-minute workout and look in the mirror, you're still going to look like the same person. You know, if you felt like shit before, you might, you might still look like shit, but you feel better about yourself because you did, you did it and you went sure. to the gym, right? Sure. But four months down the road, you're going to be looking at yourself and like, damn, I did that. I did that, like I crushed it, and everyone in, around your circle is gonna be like, damn, he did that. <laughs> <laughs> or she did that, yeah, you know, yeah, she's yeah, killing. Yeah. And that yeah. person that might have been looking at you before, like, oh, this person's nice, might be like, damn, this Dude. person is looking tasty, you know? So, <laughs> like, I'll, I'll just leave you guys with that, you know? I yeah, love, I love that. <laughs> no, but I like that focus, man. Did I win the day? Did, did you I, win the day? Did I win the day? And I, yeah. I think, you know, it's, it's interesting that you say that because like I've, these last few days, like I've been, or like probably the last, like I would say two weeks, I've been like ending my days like, damn, yeah, yeah, this was good. Yeah. I like this. I, I love I, that. I, I can sleep tonight. 100%. And I feel good about it. Yeah. So. And I want to, I want to touch on one thing before we leave. I, we've actually met because of HVN. Mm -hmm. And if, if we, if I didn't go to HVN, um, high value networking, mm -hmm. I would have never met Anthony, right? So, and Lolo. So, uh, you know, I, I really value the community and just meeting people. And, and funny thing is, is, I saw Blake posting stuff online a year and a half ago. I didn't even know who Blake was. I've never <laughs> met him before. Yeah. I was just like, dude, this guy looks like me in certain ways, mm -hmm. right? And he's killing it. And I loved his positive energy. And he yeah. was, it, he was no bullshit kind of dude. And I said, I'm going to follow him. And then when the HVN events came up, I'm like, I'm there, you know, mm -hmm. cause these are people that are moving forward and, and, and shaking the ground and being trendsetters. And, and, and I, I gravitate towards people that are doing the same thing that I'm doing, but in their own industry. Doesn't mean we have to be in the same industry, but we're all moving forward. Yes. We're all going after something and we're all hungry. And everyone here is mostly, you know, here to help each other in, in some kind of capacity. So if you haven't been to an HVN event yet, get off your ass, 
you know, follow them on Instagram, get to an HVM event, because you never know, you might be one connection away from your first million dollars. And I think Blake said that, mm. and that is very true because you never know that one phone call can get you one deal or that one relationship ends up turning into um, you know, many great relationships and, and it could turn out to change your whole year. So no, and, and, yeah. I, and I, and yeah, I agree though. Like the very first event that we walked, you were at the first event with the, yeah, real, the yeah, real estate yeah. one. I remember I walked in, I was, I was like, damn, this is real black and brown in here. Yeah. Like, oh, I love that. <laughs> yeah, me too. Oh, because like everywhere, like I've always gone to network has been like mainly like white or yes. Asia, uh, white or Asian dominated. Exactly. Like, Yo, like, all right, my people. Right? Yeah. So, uh, but okay. Now if someone wants to follow you, uh, where do they? Yeah, play? you can follow me on Instagram at Steve A. Austin. Steve A. Austin. Steve A. Austin. Now, um, now, I'm, if these ladies want to text you. <laughs> if you, you want to message me or you have any questions for me, if you, if you think I can help you in any kind of way, you can reach me at 925-451-6867. That is my direct line and I will get back to you ASAP. But if there's anything I can do for you or your family, if you're someone that's up and coming in your career, maybe you're not in real estate yet. Maybe you're having uh, some doubts about yourself, which I did when I, before I took my test. I, I failed it the first time. You know, and I remember when I passed my test, I, I teared up. I first person I called was my mom. Mom, <laughs> we did it. I felt like I won the Super Bowl. <laughs> Shit, I got. And the and the reason why I felt like that is because I saw other people in real estate and what you could provide and, and, and create for your family. So when I got my real estate license, I'm like, shit, I got my get free rich card now. Like, <laughs> you, okay, you know what okay. I mean? Because yeah, it yeah. gave me the opportunity to do something that I love, which is helping people and doing it in a way where I can make a difference in people's life and I can become, um, you know, I can build something where I can make a lot of money, you know? So it hit all the pillars for me. Yeah. And so I waited, dude, I could have got my license four years before I had it. I just kept on dragging my yeah. feet. So if you have any questions or you're doubting yourself, give me a call and I'll, I'll tell you that you can do it 100%. And Man. if you don't feel like you can, we'll come up with a game plan there you go. and help you get there. And there, there you have it. So whether you're looking to buy, sell, get your license, or take a joyride in the RS5. Or the Mustang. Or the Mustang, <laughs> there you go. Appreciate you being on. Yeah, hell yeah. Thanks oh, for having me. That was awesome. Yeah. You've been listening to the Scalability Podcast. Don't forget to share with a friend and follow for more resources on how to profitably grow your business beyond the limits of your personal time, energy, and skills. Get out my way.